Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 160. I always love a nice round number, a nice even 10. Beautiful. Well, speaking of beauty, my guest today is such an incredible, beautiful, kind, smart woman. Um, I saw Summer, I, I forget how I found her. I must have had, I mean, listen, you guys know, I'm always scouting. I'm always looking. Every time I see anything, I'm thinking, is this, is this an artist? Is this an artist I should have on the podcast? So I'm sure what happened is that I had a friend like Summer and I certainly have a mutual friend somewhere who had had tagged her or she tagged someone I knew in something. So I saw um, one of her posts in my feed um, on either, you know, Instagram or Facebook or something and was just immediately taken with like this, you know, this beauty of this image. So I followed her and, you know, this is normally what I do. I'll kind of spy on someone for a little while just to like do a vibe check. And the more that I followed Summer's work, the more excited that I got. Um, she do, She's a photographer and a pole dancer and um, a, a pole teacher and just a visionary in many ways. Um, so many skills. And it just seemed so clear to me that not only um, is she visionary and so talented, but also kind. And I just, I wanted so much to hear her thoughts. So, um, had her on the podcast and was just blown away. She exceeded all of my expectations and I feel so pleased to know her and to know that she's, um, you know, right here in my community. It just, you know, I, I say this all the time, but I started this podcast originally because I was kind of going through a period of grief and sort of feeling like I didn't really like there maybe like there maybe weren't people with my same values in my community. Um, and every time I meet somebody, you know, I, I think of my, like the, the world is my community in many ways. I'm always talking about global family. And, um, in this season in particular, I've begun to interview more people who uh, don't live here in Utah, but I love interviewing people who I can see in person and people who I can see again, people who are here and, um, I can't wait until my knee is a little bit more fully recovered so that I can go and take some classes from summer and spend some more time in her creative space. Um, if you are in Utah, um, please save the date and mark your calendar for Friday, October 27th. Um, me and the band are playing The Hallowed Wide, which is my third record that I released um, a, a, almost exactly a year ago. Um, and it's it's a work that I'm so immensely proud of. It's sort of like a, a fantasy narrative um, with like narrations between the songs, almost like they're kind of they're artsy. They're like they're like little spells. Um, and the, the whole record is a metaphor for human connection. And um, if you guys have heard me, you know, talk for any length of time at all, you know that there's very little that I care more about than um, connection and, and especially, you know, using art as a means to connection. So um, so if you're in Utah, please come and watch me and uh, my band play The Hallowed Wide um, at the UVU Norda Center. Um, if you're not, if you don't know that word, it's N 
O-O-R-D-A. It's just the the last name of the um, the main donors for the for the concert hall, but it's a beautiful, gorgeous space. I'm so honored to be performing this music in that space. Um, so Friday, October 27th, we're playing the Hallowed Wide um, at the Norda Center at UVU, um, the Norda Concert Hall. And the show starts at 7 p.m. And you can find tickets at the Norda website or I also have a ticket link on my Instagram bio. Um, Okay, I think that's it. Um, I'm going to read you Summer's bio now. Summer Ahonen, artist, photographer, dancer, performer, married to a supportive husband and a mother of one. Summer started her profession as a photographer back in 2004, shortly after she fell in love with a new sport of pole. Her passion for dancing and performing has led her to open her own studio, and just recently she got to perform at the Snoop Dogg concert concert here at the USANA Amphitheater here in Utah. Um, If you need creative photography or private pole lessons, reach out to Summer. You can find her at uh, summerahonen.com and we'll spell that later at the end of the episode and at polarscove.com. You guys, again, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Summer. I can absolutely guarantee that you will leave with a fuller heart than you're coming with, um, uplifted and, you know, ready to go out and just find love and beauty everywhere you go. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with my new friend, Summer Ahonen. Here comes. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Just get that mic like right in your beautiful right face. In my face. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I always like to tell people like if you want to readjust, just move the mic with you. It's okay. Casual, it's easy. Sounds good. Um, maybe pull it just like a hair closer. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound yeah. good to you? Uh-huh. Yeah, you like how your voice sounds and in there. Yeah, okay. Good. I am I'm a, f- a fidgety person, so me I'll too. Be yeah, move it all back around. And forth. I like. Uh-huh. I keep mine like all sideways, and then yeah, you can just however you want to be is how you should be. I like it. But uh, what I was gonna say is like I've been I've been interviewing artists for three years. Uh, this will be I like I don't I don't count exactly, but it will end up being episode like one sixty something. Awesome. Yeah, and I interview artists from all different mediums and. The story I, f- I was telling my husband a few days ago, I was like, I feel like I'm like genuinely like becoming a person who has like a really niche body of knowledge. Like after talking uh-huh. to so many different artists and I feel like these kinds of things that we were just talking about before we started recording is like, you know, being your own business, just like fighting, like, but then trying to be open and trying yeah. to be creative. It's like, mm, it's something. It, it's easy to get burned out. Like it's the struggle so easy to get is out, yeah. real. You like go 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 go, and then you're like, I'm done. I'm toast. I yeah. like I give up. And then two days later, you're like, I'm right back at it again. This is amazing. It's, it's crazy. It crazy discipline. It's <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. Like trying to be super disciplined, organized. Like you're hustling, and then also trying to be like wild and creative and like mm-hmm. open to inspiration. It's like, it's a volatile. Like it's is a tight balance yeah, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. it's not balanced at all. I guess maybe that's, it's like a 
it's a teeter-totter. Time management is huge, right? Like I'm terrible at time managing. So I have all these ideas and like, unless I have that good deadline, it's, it's hard to like find that crunch time to be like, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you about your work. I was looking again at your photos last night, like just looking at your website and just like, I don't know, a person who makes things like the things you make, like I got to know what's going on in your brain. So, (laughs) so I like to start, like, I'm really fascinated by, um, like child development and kind of childhood creativity and like childhood art identity. So I, I find that I can ask my like adult guest better questions about their current life. If I understand a little bit about like kind of how you got your creative start. So as the tiniest little summer, what were you doing that was creative? And it, it doesn't have to be related to what you're doing now. Just So I was really shy and like you couldn't get two words out of me. Very shy. Did you grow up here in Utah? mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, But I love it when performers are shy as kids. Yeah. Yeah, Please please continue. (laughs) I know. I love performing. It's so funny. Um, So my mom put me in these dance classes when I was really young, like like six years old. And what was really good about that for me was she was very good at making you feel beautiful and yes the teacher so it was non-competitive um a carpeted floor six foot ceilings no mirrors like modern dance and she would just like tap her little drum and give you little beats to start playing with and moving to and then she would start telling you like this is your shape like you're a tree now dance like a tree. And so you would start like thinking about it in your head, like, okay, I'm sharp. I'm this, I'm that, I'm movement. And then you combine it with the the rhythm and everything you did was amazing. So like radical. (laughs) Yeah. So this is actually something I wanted to talk to you about because like I, I did dance a little bit as a child. I mean, well, I did a lot of dance actually as a child and I had a very different experience that was very like, you're too fat like, and also my formal parents are kind of like that as well. Uh And I'm so inspired by women who seem to like understand like their beauty. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's a beautiful mystery to me. And it's something I wanted to ask you about. And I, I love that. Like, it just like, there's the answer, right? It's right there. I, I would love to hear you talk more about that. Like, you know, maybe we can kind of come back and talk more about your childhood, but like, since we're already talking about this, like, what are your thoughts about kind of this subject of like, I don't know, like finding kind of that beauty without mirrors and then like, you Mm -hmm. know, adding a camera or an audience later, like just what, what do you, what's your wisdom about those things? Yeah. I think it's that self-confidence within, um, like I said, I was really shy and, I couldn't talk to anybody, but if there was a showcase or like the talent show, I guess it would be called, I would dance in front of the whole school and be totally fine with it and content with what I did. And, and do you feel like it's because like, is it because that teacher like taught you that it's your inner compass first? Yeah. Yeah. She gave me that 100% of a stamp of approval of you did amazing. Everybody should love this. And so I I immediately was like, Oh, this is good. Everybody likes this and never paid attention to anybody that didn't, you know, (laughs) how old were you when you started? I mean, presumably at some point you started dancing in a room that had mirrors and had like a different kind of a feedback. 
I was much older. Wow. Like, okay. yeah. So I even tried out for like the dance company when I was junior high. Didn't make it at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, I need to know everything. Okay. I have a few other questions. So in your childhood, do you have siblings? Do you have siblings? Yes. I, I have three brothers. So older, younger, um, one older, two younger. Okay. Uh, I grew up four wheeling, uh, a lot of okay. masculine energy. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> were like was there creativity in the family like of any kind like from either parent or like what was the kind of family culture around like being creative so my mom she was very into crafts and holidays and making your holiday feel magical I mean you'd wake up valentine's and you'd have a valentine heart pancake breakfast with a gift to the side of it and some balloons and then we made cookies and so every single holiday was magical um uh, so that's you ha- and you have so much magic in your work like <laughs> I, just like I, seriously like I was looking through your pictures last night and I was just like what a dream so do you feel like that kind of like that love for like that kind of like that fantasy and that magic is that from your mom definitely cool. driven from there uh-huh were you doing other things as a kid so you were you were you were you were dancing were you like writing poems were you like playing it, doing any music. I, I always put on little productions and I made my mom watch them and I knew she loved them. Cool. <laughs> Rolling eyes. <laughs> no, I'm sure she yeah. did. And so sometimes they'd be like these little plays with the dance in it. And then yeah. my, my little brother would want to be in it. And then my, my cousin, we were friends and, and I would just be in charge of like, I, I am not an A personality at all, but when it comes to like, if you got a vision, vision yeah, yeah, I'm like, I know exactly what I want to do and this is what we're going to do and this mm-hmm. is how we're going to do it. And yeah. <laughs> so it seems, and like, we'll, we'll talk about like getting into photography, like whenever that happens, but like, it seems clear from, from your photos and also just like from how you're creating your, your, your pull routines. Um, I, I mean, I have many questions about your business, but, um, but it seems clear that you have a great instinct for like light, for texture, for color. Um, where, how are you cultivating like that kind of taste as a child? Like, what were you, what were you taking in? Like, um, I didn't know anything about photography until I got into high school and yeah. all of that. Uh, I, I do remember being in school and having to go to resource for reading and different things where I was a very, so I was already held, I was, I was younger in my grade. I barely okay. made the deadline by like five days. So okay. I was already just a little bit behind everybody, but, um, I, I'm sure I would have been diagnosed back then with the, the ADHD. Sure. Yeah. So I remember thinking about like daydreaming and yeah. all of that while the teacher was explaining stuff. And then I'd go up to him after all nervous that I was so stupid. And then they would tell me and I'm like, why didn't you just say that? Yeah. You know, it was Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 yeah, wah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they could have just said that really quickly and I could have got it. <laughs> Was the daydream like beautiful? Oh yeah. yeah. It was always creating and dancing and what I'm going to do next. I and love make that answer. And- like, <laughs> like the, the cultivating of like this sort of creative, like aesthetic, you know, visual, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like taste isn't the right word, but like a, like a, a vibe like a yeah yeah an aesthetic um yeah yeah, yes thank you I feel like there's a specific word that I like am not finding in my brain (laughs) but you were you were just it was behind it was like in your mind always yeah that's that's amazing I remember when they had us do little crafts and it would just be something stupid like your name spelt and then you would 
put the crayon on the other side of it and then your name would be like mirrored and then you would start designing it however you wanted to yeah. and I was like this is so exciting mine is going to be the, the best and it's going to be amazing and then I'd look at other people's and I'm like mine's not that good you just haven't <laughs> found your like you haven't found your medium yet no yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why like I love talking with with adult creatives because I think a lot of us don't find our medium until later but yeah you know those little sparkles are there yes and I love I love hearing like an artist reflect back on like what was it, you uh-huh. know, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I love the story of like s- building your relationship with like your body without any visual feedback. That's yes. amazing. Like uh-huh. cultivating like these senses within and like just imagining different shapes. Like that's, I think really unique. And then, you know, seeing like this thing that probably like, you know, your teachers or, or whoever adults were thinking was like, I mean, what's amazing causing problems for you as a, as a child, like as a student, but then it's like, it's your visionary process. Ended up being okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. Were you like, um, were you watching any like films that were, um, informing that, you know, beginning kind of aesthetic building or, um, listening to music? Like what were you kind of inspired by? Oh, I always loved the enchanted types of movies, the magical ones. Of course, like with Disney, it was like Alice in Wonderland or um, the, let's see, Sleeping Beauty because there's fairies and, you know. Sleeping Beauty is dark and beautiful. Yes. Like Sleeping Beauty is like the OG cottagecore fantasy. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) Like I think about like Briar Rose, like in her little hut, like and her little corset. Oh, Mm -hmm. what a dream. Like I feel like Sleeping Beauty is like underrated as like a a visual. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful and uh movie. sword in the stone because yeah. they like were different creatures and, yeah like, the yeah. little like the the <laughs> the um squirrels or mm-hmm. chipmunks squirrels yes. are I, they squirrels or chipmunks anyway i'm with you all over it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i know i totally feel the same way just like robin hood also like just i don't know i love those too yes um <laughs> so okay so as you as you got a little older, were, were there any like any other mediums like or or sources of inspiration or just any other things that feel critical like when you look back to like the, the story? Yeah, I was actually reflecting the other day because it's it's nice to just like think about it, like, thinking about this podcast and and all of that. And, and I didn't I didn't even realize, but so I, I played sports back then cool. and again, not super competitive. It was like junior jazz and like church sports and stuff like that. And back then it was just, I loved it so much and it was such a a rush. And I, I didn't realize it related to art because it was performing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was so often I was the pitcher in softball. I was the point guard. I was like a big piece of that puzzle. And I was performing like I got to do a good job. I've got to like it's also improvisation on like, and improv. Yeah, what am what am I going to do today? What's yeah. going to happen? Like, yeah, I remember mm. feeling I I I'm really bad at sports. I'm like a deeply uncoordinated. I have good rhythm. I'm a <laughs> musician, but I'm a deeply uncoordinated. Like, I can't throw. I can't catch. I'm not good at running. But I remember I, my parents always put me in baseball, and I almost I almost feel like it's like not trauma is too strong of a word, but like. 
it wasn't good for me as a child. <laughs> like I didn't belong there. It's freaky. It but can I be. remember yeah. just being in the outfield and just praying that the ball wouldn't come out there <laughs> because I was like, I don't know where to send it. Like uh-huh. it's, it, that's improv, you know, like yes. how do I do this play in this exact moment? Yeah. I've actually been thinking about this recently too. Cause I've been, wa- I've been watching Ted Lasso. Have you uh, seen it? No. Huh? Well, he's just a coach. He's a coach, um, of a soccer team. Um, and he's an artist and it's just been making me think like, I've got to find a coach to interview. Like, yeah, cause it, right? I, I like that you're saying this. Cause like, I've never had that like experience in chess sports. pieces in a way yeah. and that can be art because it's, it's orchestration. Very... It's mm-hmm. conducting. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. I love that. A- anything else that you want to talk about of like that time? Um, not really. I mean, I was just reflecting on that, realizing that I, I didn't know that that was like this, uh, like as a dancer, like it's a different type of art too, right. because the adrenaline rush that you get yeah. like is very similar to that as well. And that adrenaline rush gets very addicting. And mm. so mm-hmm. I, I related that. Um, and then, yeah, just, just younger, I, with the brothers, I was, I think it was kind of cool that I had all this like masculine energy yeah. around. Yeah. And so when I tapped into this like beautiful female side through the art of like pole. Like that was very, you had like strength ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's time? Say more. Like, I feel like I know where you're going, but like, please say all the things like, tell tell me like really specifically, like what happened with like the masculinity of femininity? Well, I grew up in the, the church here. Yeah. 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 Was just, that was like my next question. <laughs> Typical yeah. Utah thing. Yeah. I also grew up LDS. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're taught like sexuality is bad, like yeah. we press it, press it. So when I found pole, it was purely pole fitness. The How word fitness was behind it. I was 25. Okay. So I was a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so I stopped dancing, I would say I had a big gap from when I was like 12 and then did start doing more of the sports and things. Okay. And then I went back to dancing maybe around 16 or 17, just for like, just for like a year, like just with that okay. same teacher, um, yeah. the same, the tree teacher, the tree teacher, so the carpeted basements. She and, was your teacher up until you said you were like 12 ish. And then, uh-huh. and I stopped, I stopped because, um, I was like, this is kind of too childish. Mm. Like, that's what I thought. Like, cause mm. all of the things in it weren't as like pretty as I wanted to be. And I didn't, it just felt like yeah. a little kiddish. And so, Oh, I love it. When I turned 16, I just was craving to get back at that dance. Remember yeah. I was, I was like, telling you about how like, I didn't even make the dance company yeah. or whatever. And they're like, oh, huh, I guess I can't dance. Well, oh, well, it's fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, can I ask a couple more questions about like before you went back to dance? Yeah. Just while we're talking about this, I'm, I'm so fascinated by these things. So when you're, when you're this 12 year old and you're having this feeling like it's not pretty enough, like, tell me about that. Like, tell well, me more. When I went to the um, middle school and I could see what, like, I didn't really know what competitive dancers looked Looked like. like. And then it was like, hello. You didn't know what you looked like. Mm -mm, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. And I still like, didn't know what I looked like, but I'm like, I don't think I do it like them. (laughs) (laughs) Like they have all these trained little arabesques and yeah. Okay. I didn't make the dance thing and maybe it's not for me. So then I 
dove into that sports side of stuff. And then when I was, was like, it like, I a, miss this, man, yeah. I miss dancing. I'm so curious. So this feeling of like, it's not pretty enough. Was it, was it mostly visual or was it also something like, was there something like deeper about it? Like, I think what I'm wondering is at what point, I think I'm kind of wondering, like, at what point did you start, um, confronting like the sexual repression of it all? Yeah. Obviously um, you're not thinking too much about that as a 12 year old. No, probably, no, I, I wasn't at all, but I knew, I'm wondering if it's like related. I knew as a, a young girl that I wasn't a pretty girl. Like there's all these okay. pretty girls that probably even more makeup back then. I mean, they probably wear more now, but that's heavy. I, I don't know. Like I just yeah. knew that I didn't feel pretty. And it was like an identity thing. So on top of their movement being pretty and them being pretty wow. and just me feeling more like the tomboy, like yeah. it just was natural to like, I'm really glad you get out said of that. that Cause um, that, that feels like, again, like to me, you're the work that I've seen knowing nothing about it feels so powerful and so like it does feel like a beautiful combination of like strength and, you know, and also like fluidity and like, and I, I just like, I know that's more than just like teaching your leg to do a thing, you yeah. know, like yeah. I know it is. Absolutely. I don't know how, but that's like why I'm like, I gotta talk to her, but I love this. I, I think that's a really like vulnerable thing to include and probably really matters to like the overall context of feeling like you didn't have a sense of belonging in like a traditional dance thing. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. And you could actually say as a child, I actually didn't feel like I had a sense of belonging anywhere because Fair I enough. never had good friends. Um, my dog was my best friend, yeah. <laughs> a German shepherd, and I'd go home and play with her every day. And I just never felt like I had a good yeah. connection with women in general. So. I really get that. I, my, my mom, my, I, I talk about this a lot. Like I think anyone who listens knows, but uh, my mom was like narcissistic. She's, she's passed away now. Um, she's been gone like five years, but, uh, and I don't talk with my dad, but this is something that I feel like I'm still trying to heal in myself. Like yeah. I struggle with women. I'm just, like, I'm scared of women a lot of the time. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what your experiences are like why that happened for you, but I, I really relate to that. And, and that's part of why I think I'm like, I'm compelled by your work because it feels like a, I don't know. It feels like an olive branch, like in the feminine or something like yeah. there's something about it that yeah. I just think like that woman like knows something that I don't know yet. You Aww. know, yeah, no, really. <laughs> I'm like, I totally mean that, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really insightful. Did you, were you kind of aware of that back then or is that something that you, yeah, yeah. I, f I felt that wow. back then. Um, well, and if I start kind of diving into a little bit of photography, like please, I was, uh, think I was a junior when I first took my photography class, found my dad's old SLR and was like, Oh, that sounds fun. I'm just going to try it. And yeah. I, the magic back then, right. All film. Yeah. <laughs> so developing it and be like, I can't believe I developed this. When and did you start doing that? Just in high school. Like, um, the 11th grade was my first class. And what got me with that was long exposures. I thought, what, magic like this is so cool that I can put my camera on the tripod and be on this side of the film and on this side and I can be in my own picture and be in there twice yeah. and like I can make something out of nothing like I I thought 
that was amazing. And that so is amazing. I wanted to continue with it because I was like, I can just decide what I want to shoot and what I want the world to see. And so then my senior year, I went to the tech center and did photography and our teacher there was pretty horrible. He was just like, go do your thing, whatever Bummer. you want. Yeah. Okay. But in a way it was like, okay, you were free. Yeah. yeah. And I actually shot like a bunch of the kids just wasted their time, but I was out there like playing with oh, all the things and Photoshop was new back then. So I didn't really know much about that, but I do remember when we actually sat down with the class and this girl pulled out this picture and she's like, this is a picture of my sister and it's a model picture and a professional took it. What makes this so fashiony and professional? And he's yeah. like, well, you know, the lighting and the makeup and then this and that. And, and in my head, I like, can't even remember the picture, but I thought like, you know what? I wonder if I could take my own picture and make myself feel beautiful. Wow. Summer. <laughs> so That's like a if, mic drop moment. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So if you look at my website, there's like so many pictures of me because like that's radical that's who makes me feel beautiful. It was me. <laughs> Summer, I love that more than I can ever articulate. That's like, oh, thank you. I have chills. That's like, that's, I mean, this is why I like talking to artists because like, it's just like you're making things happen like finding the thing you need in the world and like no one had taught you how to feel beautiful and you were just like I can give this to myself mm -hmm. that's badass oh, thank you that's amazing and you're like a, you're a child I mean that's crazy um was so your dad had this nice camera was he is he an artist like, do, like um, in there somewhere no he just had it in the basement he had it on his mission and okay um he's just like yeah here you go we're um, when you started having this, like, so it seems like by the time you're, you're 16, 17, you're getting back into dance. And I, I have questions about that, but, and then you're starting photography. Did you feel like you were kind of like proclaiming or, or claiming an identity as an artist? And if so, like, how was that received? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely knew that I wanted to keep capturing things, whether it was like my self playing and the first time I felt like beautiful and had this like tight black dress on. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's actually kind of cute. Like, you know, yeah. I'm actually kind of cute, you know, like it just, <laughs> um, oh. from that to like photographing like my, my bird to flowers and seeing the world in a, like, just, taking a step back and going, wow, this leaf is amazing. Like who would stop and look at a dumb leaf? Like for a photographer yeah. would. Yeah. yeah. And it just made the world so exciting. Do you feel like it was like, were you, were you looking for a different kind of beauty in like women too? Like where, cause you photograph a lot of probably, women now, right? Yeah. yeah. So probably not at the, okay. the original first time. It was more just like experiencing like, okay dopamine in the smallest form of yeah. like excitement like how how can I make my boring day to life like super exciting just like was getting just, just that getting to know your muse mm -hmm. which is beauty in the world that's yeah. cool I love it I yeah. love it so okay so then what happened with dance so like you you went back to dance how did you like yeah that seems like it would have taken so, some courage so then um yeah I went back to the same teacher and then I would have just kept going back, but she, she's like, this is my last year. We're retiring. And I was graduating high school anyway. Then I was like, okay, well I want to do my own dance. So is it okay if I come up with my own thing? And that was like my first time. Well, other than when I was really little, just 
like not having structure and having my own music and having my own choice. And you need it clearly. And it was back when the, the hell center theater was like that little tiny round, um, place in, um, West, West Valley. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Before they got the big, huge one. And there was also a hail in Orem, I think. Oh, there probably was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't grow up here, but I did do like a summer camp here when I was 17 at BYU and we went to a hail production. Okay. So I might be, I mean, I might just have it fuzzy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't know either, but but what are you saying about but it? yeah it was just um like the first bigger recital place that I was at because oh. when I did grow up uh, doing the recitals it was once a year and she just booked out like a little middle school stage and yeah. so I was like oh wow this is like an audience and this is so cool and I just knew yeah. that I liked performing back then and still shy you know yeah better than when I was really little but always still shy did you did you still have that like impostery feeling of like I'm not pretty enough to be still a dancer. Do. Oh. <laughs> still do. <laughs> That's some truth right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're gorgeous. I oh. mean, I mean, <laughs> really like uh, really it's 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 um there's something like so like cosmically empowering about like just I don't know, female dancers especially, I think. Um just because of the way that you know our bodies have been like oppressed oh yeah for sure so back when okay so I I went to the community college for photography and and um, how how was that did you like oh it was really good we had so I remember the first class the teacher's like no pictures of babies flowers sunsets like anything cliched I'm like oh what what do I take pictures of (laughs) Did you, when you were declaring your major, did you get pushback from anybody? Not really. Cool. Um, I worked really hard to, like I paid for my own schooling and I was working two jobs at a time and which is kind of funny because so back then with film, like every student was so careful about each picture they would take. And I was there to learn. So I was like, I'm going to take a picture of this and this. And I'm going to try this exposure. Like cool. I threw mud at the wall to see what stuck and yeah. just tried every combination, everything. I was awesome. so hands on. So it. I worked my butt off in order to like afford all the film. I, I probably spent like, this is back then. And for a student, like at least $500 a month on film, like developing it. And so if you think about it now, it's like every penny of mine went to photography to like, just learn it fast and get better. That's amazing. This, (laughs) this thing that you're saying is making me think about that. My students, my college students, and you know, one of the things that I want to teach them, I, I had a similar experience. Like I, I, I wanted to major, I have a degree in jazz studies and I grew up in Arizona and, uh, I just, I heard this music and was so moved by it and was like, I just, I don't know what that is, but I need it. And, you know, got myself like to a great jazz studies program in Texas and like put myself through school and like you fight for it when you have like, and you know, some of my students that are, you know, the ages that we were when we were like busting ourselves for this like thing and just thinking like how do I teach these students that like you have to just yeah if you want it it's it's not enough to affirm it's not enough to be good you have to like devour yourself into it dive into it like I I still now like what do you want for your birthday I want a softbox like I, I want like yeah. a speaker to go in my studio. I want yeah. this like, so I, I love 
what I do so much that every penny I get, I'm willing to put right back into that investment, whether it's for me or for somebody else to make their experience better. Totally. I um, really feel that with you. Like (laughs) the money that I put into like the music that I make, it, I'd love it if like people wanted it, but the truth is like, I got to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I just got to make it. (laughs) You got to like satisfy that vision. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's, that's killer. Like to just be like a young woman, just like hustling for your art. Um, were you, were you identifying as an artist back then? I know that's like a hard word for some people to claim. Yeah, I, I definitely started. I don't know if I would have used the word artist back then, but, um, creator photographer um yeah I and I accepted jobs that I'm like holy like how how did I feel confident accepting a wedding with film after only like a year experience but I just uh, I never say no to opportunities right like I just always just went forward and uh uh-huh oh I love it and you're shy this whole time and fearless (laughs) that's just that's I mean what a gorgeous combination it speaks to like the the passion. I mean, that's really cool. Um, were you identifying as a dancer at that time? No. So what happened with, um, as, as I started saying, I'm a photographer after, you know, a, a little bit of experience. Yeah. Um, I went, let's see, there was something on the news about the pole fitness, like being the first in Utah. And yeah. I was like, I have to try this. Were you still LDS back then? Um, no, okay. not really. Not yeah. definitely not practicing, okay. but not. Yeah. Did you have like, sorry, I'm so interested about yeah, this. No. Did you have, were you like, I'm wondering like at what point you like dealt with any, like of those particular types of hangups of like how you're allowed to express your, your movement. Yeah. So when I, well, when I was graduating high school, my, my parents like were going through a lot, like my my dad ended up like, like totally, f- if you, you know, the, the whole religion, like yeah. you get married, you go to the, t- you go to the temple, you go to yeah. mission, you go to the temple, yeah. you have babies and life will be forever amazing. Yeah. So they, um, they split up with him because he started doing drugs and mm. like getting like all crazy. Yeah. And so my life was actually kind of like ripped apart from like, we lived in this nice house to mm-hmm. like a basement apartment. And my mom started working double jobs wow. and, um, all of that. So all the, the privilege that like, I kind of had a little bit, like yeah. not compared to some people, but sure. I mean, you know, at the very least, like a certain type of stability or like yeah. what you had grown to like understand is like your reality and mm-hmm. your yeah. just kind of like ripped out from under totally so as that kind of shook up a little bit I I think we all just kind of didn't keep going to church because they looked at you like you were so bad and evil that your dad did drugs Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well I guess I am too (laughs) you know so I kind of just lost touch with all that and wanting to like look and feel and be a certain way without uh, yeah Yeah. it just fizzled did you have to like work through like your identity with that stuff or did you feel like it was more just like, this is how I've kind of always felt. And now I can just do that. I was always a little black sheepish, I guess. Um, I remember being in church and they'd be like, every religion is the wrong religion except for this one. I'm like, no, there's truths to a lot of things. Like, 
there's not like it's, your gut instinct just and, and then they would be story. like yeah totally yeah. upset with me and i'm like well, <laughs> i had saying. similar experiences like I, rem- I i was just thinking about this the other day but i remember like the first time that i heard of like being gay which like it's a crazy thing to say now but like back then it was like we didn't talk about it it was and I was probably like nine or something before I I mean had ever even heard of like someone being gay Uh and I remember saying to my my parents like we were we were watching general conference and there was like a talk about it and I was like what's that and uh my parents told me and I was like I don't get it. Like, what's the problem? (laughs) I don't understand. And, uh, my parents were like horrified, but the similar, just of like, just like the gut instinct is just like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. You don't have to be taught to know that people are people. And that's, (laughs) I definitely have a different relationship with like my body and like my sexuality. I think like, I think because of my mom and like the, the way that she was abusive, like, she was very, my mom is really beautiful. She is just stunning. Like the kind of woman that strangers stop like at the mall, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I remember when I was like in my early, in my like later teens or like earlier twenties, like my mom and I would be out together and like men who were like halfway between our ages would like hit on her. (laughs) And my mom was really shitty about it. Like she was always saying things to me like, well, I'm very beautiful and like this just isn't something you like you're just not you know and she was oh. very like she just was very like you're not like you don't have this type of appeal no uh, yeah it's it's gross but um but I think for me the all of the kind of f- like sexual repression of the Mormon church was very safe for me because of that stuff you right, know like right. I could kind of just be like well I don't need to try to like, like, like it, it felt dangerous to me because of my mom. Yes. And the church gave me like a great excuse to like Mm -hmm. not push it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So for me, like kind of, um, thinking more about like feeling strong in my body Mm -hmm. and like sexuality is one thing, but it's also, you know, it's more, it's like just feeling confident about like in your body, not even about how your body looks, a feeling, not a look. Yeah. Right. Like just like that feeling of like kind of feeling like you, you deserve to take up space and like you deserve to like be strong and like, you know, feel like a, like a, a power like in your, in exactly the body that you're in. Mm -hmm. That's just something that like, when I left the church, I still was not even remotely ready to like yeah. deal with that stuff. So right. I'm, I'm fascinated by a story of like, um, I don't know, like, I'm like, how did you do it? <laughs> but yeah, like, you just yeah. kind of, you kind of knew so, it. You knew. Yeah. I, I knew that I wanted to try that. Um, do you mind if I go let him out? Oh yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry. I'll it. be right no, back. That's fine. Um, he wouldn't go out this morning, like before I left for school. And then when I just got home, Aww. he also wouldn't go out. So like he needs to pee. Yeah. No. I'm just getting these little hints of spring, but I also love a rainy day. I do too. You know? Yeah. Like it's it's good morning. lighting for photography. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, like this morning, I just like, I pulled the blind, like I pulled the blinds up in my bedroom and I was just like, oh, I'm so sad. I have to go like work and not be, you know, like, yeah. like, like I just want to like, <laughs> I want to like be in it. Yes. I think also because like when I, I had a ski accident in December and, uh, I was on crutches for nine weeks. And so I just like haven't been outside because it's been like treacherous with all the snow and the ice. Like I just haven't. So I think I'm like, I'm really like missing Mm. nature. 
Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, what were we? Where were we? Let's see. So <laughs> Sorry. Talking about um, getting into like your the, I, that power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when I tell me. saw the the studio open, I was like, okay, like as being proclaimed as fitness, like I have an excuse. They gave me an excuse that it's not dancing it's not mm-hmm. stripping it's not like anything sexual it's just fitness with a pole right, right. <laughs> so I went to go try it and um I think it was so new to Utah and everybody back then that it, it wasn't that popular at yeah. first um so I got to learn with all their instructors and everything back wow. then I I grew with the sport um cool. there there was no Instagram you could YouTube things, but it very rare. Like yeah. there was no expectations. Yeah. Again, there was no mirror for me, even though there was mirrors there, yeah. there was no mirror of what I was supposed to look right. like. Cause nowadays, like I tell people this all the time. I'm like, I would never start me now. If I saw pole today, I would think that I had to do all those things that are crazy now. Yeah. But back then it was step by step by step until it was this journey and I think that's true for so many art forms like it's it's one of the reasons why I like having these conversations with just like people telling their story of like how they learned how they learned things because with social media like there's you're not allowed to be bad at things you know and but you have to be bad at things to get good at things and oh yeah I think it I think it paralyzes so many people so there these are like such I like hearing stories of like resilience and persistence but also like we've got to do something about that like you know I hate the idea that like the you now wouldn't take that class right you know that's really sad yeah yeah I mean nobody's gonna start off skiing going down the black diamond like we all start from the baby hill and my slogan at my studio is we all start at the bottom of the pole you know we're all just right here and yeah tell me everything so like (laughs) yeah what happened I mean like maybe from from this point we can just talk about like you know the last 15 years and like just how you um how you became more empowered in 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 both all of your mediums, how you like started becoming a teacher, like, and then I'll just ask questions. Like, yeah. As you, as so, you go. so as I started doing the, the poll, um, like I've, I've always been broke as an artist, you know, <laughs> you know, the thing, Yeah. well, I would do trade for lessons. Yeah. So I was like, I do photography. I'll do your photography if you give me free lessons and yeah. keep going. So I kept it up to where I was growing and learning, um, as fast as the sports grew with all the instructors by giving back in pole until I was ready to be an instructor myself. Wow. Um, my love of photography and pole was just kind of like neck and neck, like always. They just, feel complimentary. They do. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah, as I started growing with it, I started knowing that it's okay to like dance sexy with it. It's yeah. okay to call it pole dancing instead of pole fitness. And yeah. it's okay to showcase this side of it. There's an art to the sensuality. You can't just like yeah. get up there and be raunchy. You have to right. like, like have, figure out how to Sorry. display. <laughs> no, please keep talking. Just yeah. Just like, just how you want to be seen. And yeah. For, for Paul, for me, like it was that just beautiful complimentary of that strength, strength. and athleticism yeah. and, um, 
adding that feminine side together yeah. was was so complimentary mm-hmm. and uh, very addicting. I'm um, fascinated by it. Like, I, I mean, I love watching dance. I mean, I think because of all these aforementioned things, like I have issues with femininity. I have issues with women, you know, and like <laughs> watching dancers, like uh, I love watching all dancers, but like watching female dancers, I think is especially like powerful for me. Yeah. Like there's just something really like mesmerizing about sorry this is buzzing oh, it's been a day oh, my gosh, man yes. my friend oh <laughs> it's fine i mean like i just feel like maybe it's cool to be real about it right oh, oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but, but anyway anyway i want to i like deeply want to be present with you um what was i saying oh yeah i can just see this in your work i mean i think it's why like again like your, your work has been like moving me for like a year, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've just been kind of like waiting for the right time to like reach out and, and invite you in for an interview. But I can see this. It's like, it's athletic. Like it's so fucking strong. (laughs) Like you have to be like ripped. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's like, it's a hardcore, like literally your core is probably really hard. (laughs) You Um, do get a good core from pole because it's like entire body lifting up and down and sideways and backwards. Insane. And (laughs) And that is something that I think we often associate as like kind of a masculine thing. Like it's, it's just so strong. It's Uh so strong. And then it's dance, it's movement. It's like, it's this like, this graceful movement, but then there's like, yeah, this other thing that like is something different from like what ballet has, or at least what like classical ballet has. Mm -hmm. That's like some kind of like a sensuality that feels like dangerous. Yeah. It's its own little mesh of things. It's that's why I love, I I feel like pole dance is for everybody because all body types can do it. You just have to find your own niche within that like I know it's I think its own that's niche. why it seems dangerous yes like, yes not <laughs> for us but like for the the um it just pushes on those like things that we've been taught to believe yes Do, is that how it well, feels to you and and that's why I think there's there's so many pole studios in Utah compared to other places because we because we're the ones that we need, need it, it. Yep. yeah we're the ones that are like okay we're ready to break out of this shell yeah. and like we were talking about before, not really having that many friends with like the female side or being scared of women. This has been the most amazing thing for me and other women like me that we've actually found how to like connect with each other and find the powerhouse in each other and support each other. There's nobody catty, at least not at my studio. And in most cases, everybody's just an amazing community of support and love and body positivity and expressing sexuality and all that. Oh, I love it. Tell me like, I feel like, so one of the, one of the things that I'm looking for, like when I'm trying to decide who to interview is like, I want to interview people who I feel like can tell me things that I would never know. And I feel like you're a person who knows something about this problem of like, yeah, the the fact that there's more pole studios here than anywhere else, like that's I, I it's something. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like yeah. something. <laughs> okay. And the fact that there's no cattiness and the fact that there's like all these, you know, different types of bodies, like do you feel like like what what do you feel like you know about like gender, about femininity, about like you know, how we fight each other? Like what tell just share some wisdom. Like what 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 do you know? Oh. I think we're all looking for something to express in. Um, So that it's just 
another outlet, but it's, it's an outlet in a way that is like complete. Like I feel like it, it just touches my core in a way that, God, I got my movement in for the day. Check. I've got my physical fitness done. Check. Oh, I looked in the mirror and that movement was so pretty on me. Check. Oh, I got Mm. the connection with the community and we all supported each other. Check. Oh, like it's, the word is, I can put is complete. A lot of people will feel that in there, all the support and really self-love. It's almost like if any one of those things is missing, that's when that like toxicity gets in there. Like yeah. maybe that kind of toxicity can be like a, a canary in the coal mine that like something is missing. Yeah. Like I, I often feel this way too. Like, you know, again, because my mother was jealous, like my mother was competitive with me. She was jealous of me until the day she died, I think. Um, and, and I see this pattern in women, like I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've seen it too. And it still like scares the living hell out of me. Um, and I will defer. Like, I just, I can't, like if a woman comes at me with that kind of energy, I'm like, you win, I'll leave. Bye. I can't be in it. But I do, I do feel like I see like, I don't know, like we've been, we've been taught to see each other as like enemies, you know, or something. It's true. Yeah. And uh, well, and we're also taught to like, so we encourage people to video themselves. So they like start feeling what it looks like yeah. to the video. And we're also trained in a, and in some sort of sense that it's very narcissistic to do that. Right. And we're not allowed to, or you're a bad person. It's like, no, like video yourself, learn, like learn. learn. Yeah. So I find myself when I video, I am very competitive with myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I feel like that was amazing. And I go and look at my video and I'm like, you can do better. You can do better. Yeah. And so 10 videos later, it can be really funny. I can go back to the first one. I'm like, nope, I like the, I like the raw one the best. Like, yeah. or sometimes the last one was like, okay, you're done. You won. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's an amazing insight. Like being curious about just being curious about it. Like, and, and being open to like a different, um, a different answer. Like sometimes the answer is like, we've worked on it a bunch. And sometimes the answer is like the first one had the thing. And I don't know, that's really powerful. Also, I want to, like you said something before that, like, I need to think about more, which was like, you said, like that movement looks so pretty on me, Uh which is like such a flip, you know, like, I feel like I'm like, when I was in dance as a kid, like I always, I always felt like I wasn't, inhabiting these movements right like my body wasn't right for these movements and I needed to like change my body to be right for these movements and I love the idea of like find the movement that yes looks pretty on you like the movement isn't the boss like Mm -hmm. you're the thing yeah that's really powerful so often when I'm trying to get inspired with movement I'll I'll do the whole scroll on Instagram thing and I'll be like okay this one I'm inspired by this one and maybe one out of her 50 things that she did, I do. And the rest of it's all just different. And it's because it was based on that, but it inspired me to do what my body does because my body doesn't move like a gymnast. My body doesn't move like a ballet artist. And so I I love that. And I'm a very, very vague teacher where some teachers are a little bit more precise and they're like, no, like this. And I love what I, you're saying. I like I being big because it helps people find their path, their journey for what 
is going to be right on their body. Like people will start, like I'll do a choreography class. I'm like, wait a minute, do I move my hip on this beat or do I shift it over here? And I'm like, whatever you feel, whatever you feel. (laughs) I love that. I also feel like I'm a vague teacher, but I've never heard anybody articulate it in a way that like genuinely, like I, I seriously, I was just talking about this a few days ago. So I, I have been, um, it's, I'm, I'm like right on my like 10 year anniversary of like finishing grad school. And so I've been, you know, I started teaching when I was in grad school, but it's a nice solid decade of like experience, like outside of school. And I've been in Utah 10 years, like I moved here right out of grad school. And I've just been kind of thinking lately, like, Hmm, this is a nice and like I'm turning my my birthday's on Monday so I think I'm turning huh. 35 which is like a nice yeah square number you know yeah. so I think I, I'm just thinking about time like this week because of those two things and you know I'm like it's just we're about to finish this like my 10th year of like teaching you know right it's just an interesting time and I've been thinking a lot about like who am I as a teacher and like you know what are the things that I've done that I've taken from my te- my amazing teachers and what are the things that I do differently and how can I kind of start to talk about like my teaching philosophies now that I've kind of been in them for a minute and yeah. this vague thing like I've never talked about this really or like I've kind of thought about it but I also feel like sometimes I get feeling sheepish about the vagueness and wonder like am I being vague about this because I don't know the answer but no, it's totally that. And I like deeply appreciate you like putting words on that because yeah. it, it really is like if if we as teachers of the arts honor our students properly mm-hmm. and see them as artists, we can't give them all the answers. Mm-mm. Like that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for, for sure. sharing that. That's like, yeah, that's, no, that's really, some, some I value people that. Some people will do privates and with privates you kind of get a little bit more gritty, you know, yeah. like they, they want you for a reason. They want you to kind of look hone. in and mm-hmm, hone in on it. And so that you can get a little bit more, but even, even then I, I do like to help people find their own path. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you can talk to them about like, this is how this line actually looks. And like, this is mm-hmm. how this movement looks. And like, I, I tell my students, I actually just said this to someone yesterday, but I, I tell my students, like, my goal is to help you connect the dots between I teach singing, but, but between the sounds you're making and the sounds you want to be making. Yes. So like, and, and sometimes it's hard to see what the reality is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like as a, as a trained, a trained eye, a trained ear, you know, you can tell the student, like, I think the, the space between the movement you're making now and the movement you want to be making, like, here's what's lost in translation. Yeah. But you, it's, I don't think it's our place to tell the student, what they should want to be doing. No. Yeah. Right. It's maybe like a good way to think about it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So you, st- how old were you when you started teaching? Um, I started, I want to say maybe like 27. Okay. So I've been teaching Amazing. quite a, a while minute, now. A minute. Yeah. And your photography studio, let's like talk a little bit more about that. Like you do like compositing, right? Yeah. 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 So how let's, did you get let's into talk that? about my journey a little bit with yeah, that please. one. So, graduated with just saying yes to every little thing Mm -hmm. but the easy route was to do weddings and portraits and all that and back then there was hardly any um, digital cameras um so I was getting gigs left and right Mm -hmm. because I 
did all the film. So digital was easy. Like yeah, it's like, yeah, Oh, yeah. instant results. Like I'm good at it. I'm fast. And, um, I would get like 35 weddings a year, which was great. Awesome. Um, yeah, everything went so smooth back then with that. And then I was about five years into that, that I decided that, well, actually I got a request. They're like, do you do a groom's book? I'm like, what's a groom's book? And they're like, what's a groom's book? Basically, it was boudoir. And I was oh. like, sure, I could do that. Cool. And I found out that I was good at it. I was yeah. like, oh, I know how to help women pose. I know what looks good. Like, I, And I loved doing bridles more than anything. So I was like, okay, it's like a bridal, but with the skimpier clothes on. Like, <laughs> good at that because of pole? Um, I think it probably helped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I had this touch for um, something that was like, very feminine and classy, but yet sexy, like yeah. a very good tease as this well. This is maybe like a weird question, but was it like, was it vulnerable for you as a person who had to like learn to see yourself as beautiful? Was it, was it like vulnerable to like do that in real time with other women? No, it was actually just quite comfortable. I, oh. I felt comfortable like showing them how to pose. And oh. then when they lit up and they're like, Oh yeah, that does look good. Like they were comfortable with it right away too. And it was, it was very natural. I can imagine that being incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Like just, I mean, what percentage of like your, your clients, especially back then were like shy. Oh, I would say a, like a good amount. Yeah. yeah. You had all different body types and yeah. like everybody was like, oh my, I don't have boobs or I'm a little bit bigger. And I'm like, don't worry. And like, together, you you, know, I mean, like, that's yeah. really cool. I, I just have to imagine like watching, like for you, like watching women like go from feeling like insecure to like strong and confident and beautiful and sexy, like yeah. within a day, within a few hours, uh -huh. that must be, that must have been, and that must be like quite a revelation. Yeah. It was really, really fun to have them see their photos after and they're loving themselves and they, yeah. they got the same effect that I did when I first made myself feel beautiful in front of the camera. I was able to kind of pass it on to other people. And that's, yeah. that's really cool. You should like write a book. About it. I mean, that's. <laughs> Like really, I think like these kinds of, these are like, these are like deep generational traumas, you know, yeah, yeah, that like, absolutely. like I said, like, I feel like you, you know something about this enormous problem that like probably most of us couldn't articulate. Like there's just <laughs> something really powerful in like that body of knowledge, I think. I mean, who else would, who else would be more of an expert in that than the, you? Somebody who wanted to feel that way and yeah, keep, keep going. And like, I know how you feel. Like let's, let's all figure out how to make ourselves feel beautiful. And yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. like that's, that's an incredible body of knowledge that like, I mean, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to say about like that experience of yeah, like taking so, women through that? Well, I, I kind of took it one step further after the boudoir as I started getting more into like the dance and the aerial world. And I'm like, we can do cool shapes with our bodies. And then I started making it a little bit more creative and productive. Yeah. Oh, so, I love it. so some of my stuff on my website is composite and some of it's like real time with like underwater sprinklers. Photography. And, oh. Well, I haven't done that was composited, but like, um, like the hose, like spraying yeah. it up and then shining light behind it with a color gel into it. Like I started wow. wanting going back to like 
wanting the world to be magical and the holidays and all of that. Like I wanted that experience for my models. So I would photograph it and sometimes it would morph into its whole new thing of like unexpected art. Like, okay, this wasn't where I was going with it, but this is where it needs to go. Improv. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then if I had art that I wanted other people to experience, then I would, I would book it as like these big parties, like the big gig. I'd be like, okay, I'm hosting the flower shoot on this night. And they, we'd bring loads of flour from Costco and just start putting it in your hair and tossing it and adding the color gels and making it a combination of the movement. And the model. And so they were art. They were the yeah. dancer. They were the model. They were sexy. They like, yeah. like win, 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 all the above. And then you come out with this photo in the end that's magical. And so it was the experience that I wanted oh. them to have and a photo to go with it. That's amazing. Will you talk about like how you had the like chutzpah to like do all these big things? Like, just what was it like, like having a vision and making it happen? Um, what is it like? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's the throwing the mud on the wall and see what sticks. Like, yeah. well, that didn't work. That didn't work. Uh, but that's why I always experiment on myself. I would never yeah. do it with somebody else. And so Does it, it feel brave. Often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. It can be vulnerable and brave, but also <sighs> safe as well, because you know, like if you're getting a big old gig and they're paying you a ton of money and they're like, Hey, I want something creative. I'm like, okay. And I throw out all these crazy ideas that I think are creative. And they're like, I was talking about like, I want to shoot in the like fall leaves. I'm like, Oh, that's creative. <laughs> like, Sorry, like, that that? Yeah. <laughs> so our ideas yeah. are different. And I think it's hard to like, um, that's brave to me is like, like doing a job for a client that like, you're trying to like, be like, do you like this? Oh, do you hell like yeah. This? I, like, I sing in a wedding so band. Scary. Like most of my income comes from like singing in a wedding band. So uh-huh. I really get that. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to yeah. do this song. I hope they like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Well, and even like, I've had things where like, I mean, I'm a singer. I've been a professional singer for 12 years. Um, and I have a master's degree and I teach voice and like, there's all these indicators that like, I'm very qualified. I'm really good at it by like many, many measures, but like, I will still sometimes have clients who will like, I've I've literally had clients say like, where we want someone sexier. Like I've had people just be like, we, we want a singer who's sexier. Um, or like you're too cute or like, um, you know, I don't know. Like, so it's, it really is like, there's nothing objective it's, about it's it. It's weird to get turned down. I mean, I got turned down from a wedding because I shot boudoir photography. And I'm like, do you think I'm going to have people lift up their dresses and do different things? That's crazy. Things? That's know, nuts. Right? So yeah. it is weird how people yeah. like, I, I feel like as a performer, I'm moldable. As a photographer, I'm actually very moldable too. Because if you look at my new website, I decided I had three different websites back then because of that. I yeah. had my boudoir and then I had the wedding and then I had, um, the creative and now I'm just starting to merge everything. And I'm like, I do it all. Like it's, if you do it long enough, like you have enough portfolio that you can just show everybody everything. But it is kind of sad that they don't give you the opportunity to be like, do you want me to put on a sexy dress and sing a sexy song? I didn't know that's what you wanted. I can do it. (laughs) And also like, who's to say like, what is sexy? Like, it's just, 
I don't know. It's True. crazy. It's crazy. True. All of it is crazy. Like being an artist who has to like do art for money for clients, like for other people can really yeah. be and a that's, mind fuck. Yeah. That's where I think bravery. I'm like, oh, me, myself. No, not brave. That's like, what I'm I just saying. Like things. I relate to that. Like I, I get that. Like is making like a, like a fantasy pop concept record brave. Like I guess, but no, like singing at someone's wedding, knowing that like they could just be like, you're too short. You know, like right. you should be wearing heels. And then I'm like, I carried in all this gear. You know? like, right. <laughs> like I, I lifted that subwoofer. So, but yes. yeah, I mean like. But dancing, that that's yeah. brave. Yeah. yeah. Like I um, often just freestyle because cool. I, I get to in my head if I have things planned. But if I know like. I just want to do what my body's feeling that day. So, but I get very nervous that like body, are you cooperating? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do during the headlight stuff? Mm -hmm. Are you going to do the same old? So that's where I do feel brave is in my dancing, but not necessarily photography. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I wanted to say, I love this idea of combining all of your projects. It's something that like, I thought that about you before I even knew you were a photographer, like even just like talking about teaching and like posting photos of yourself and then like posting video of yourself, like just being like a, being a teacher, being a model, being a dancer. Like, I mean, that already feels like very expansive. And then to like a lot of hats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then to have the photography and all the different kinds, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's like, that's, that's gotta be a powerful, you're just kind of now doing that. Yeah, so I opened up a dance studio two years ago. So cool. I've been teaching up until then. Polar's and Cove, Polar's, right? Polar's Cove. Great mm-hmm. name. Thank you. I love the fantasy. It's so fantasy. it's like it's the like mermaid and the mermaid lagoon. Cove. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted it to feel super like exotic and yeah. um, safe and just everybody loves the sea. I mean, I hope everybody loves the sea. Who doesn't love the ocean? Like it just has this mystical feeling to it's it. It's terrifying and beautiful. The unknown. Yes, yeah. Which is yes, like also pole is like go. dangerous maybe. <laughs> yes. Like it pushes on, uh-huh. it pushes on like societal assumptions. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's edgy and it's airy and it's artistic. Yeah. It's all the things. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about being a teacher? Like more? Is there, do you have other thoughts well, about that? Well, I, I was, I was going to say like, owning the studio is very different than like, cause now mm. there's even one more hat to put on or do, seven more hats. Do I want to perform with everybody? Do I want to teach them every single thing I know? Do I be friends with them? Do I? And so I I've kind it. of learned all this. And of course I teach them everything I know if they ask, like, yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah. just, I want everybody to grow. But you always wonder like, are they going to stop coming to me? Like, are they, did they learn so much that they like, are they going to fly the nest? I tell them that all the time. And I also tell people, I'm like, if I can do it, you can do it. And they, they laugh at me and I'm like, no, I am so mundane. Like I'm a, such a normal human. I'm, I don't have a gymnastic background. I don't have a ballet background. Like I'm a pansy. Like I get scared Mm. really easy. And so it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. But I also think, and I mean, I'm like, what do I know? I think about this all the time. I'm like, I'm 35. Like I, I have so much life left to live and so much more learning to do. But I do think it's easy for those of us who, you know, spent $500 on gear every month as a poor, you know, and start like, I think it's easy for those of us who are are hustling in that kind of way. And I think I'm one of those people too, um, 
to take some of that for granted and, and have that little fear of like, but I'm just me and, you know, someone else could, could not need me or someone, you know, right. like, like, yeah. I think that's a really reasonable fear for us to have. But I also think like, not that many people can do what you're doing, <laughs> you know, like there is also something really powerful about my friend put it the other way. She's like, you have a doctorate in this. Like, if you realize you've been doing it this long, I'm like, that's oh, what I'm saying. I guess yeah. I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that easy to replicate. Like, and you, like if, when I think what, if we think about that and we think about all the, everything that we've been through, it's like, yeah, not everybody's cut out for this, you know, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. but I hear you. Like I get, I get, I get similar vulnerabilities and yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to kind of think like, yeah, what, who am I and what am I doing and what am I for? The imposter syndrome is real. It it comes back and even performing, it's like, is this what they wanted? Like I performed, um, recently for one of my favorite local bands that I just think they're amazing. Who is Um, it? Royal Bliss. Okay. I don't know them, but I should. Yeah, Yeah. So they've been around for a while and the nicest guys and they're so talented and, I, I remember looking up my little Instagram and they asked if I wanted to be in their music video. And wow. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and so then I performed with them at the depot and um, I was like, is this what they wanted? Is this like, cause there's so many styles of yeah. pole. And I'm like, he's an artist and he knows that like the singer that contacted me, you know, and I'm like, he knows that I'm an artist and he yeah. wants me to do what I want to do. Right. And so I have to do this for me. And, so much faith though. And yeah. And I think it was exactly what they wanted, like Good. something super beautiful and elegant and yeah. like, and that's the route I went with it. And then, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That's it's, well, I've been playing around with the ideas recently of like, just kind of, well, my therapist gave me this really great advice that I feel like I've been thinking about for like, since he told me, which it's probably been close to a year now, but he said, I was talking about like, you know, what does it mean to reinvent yourself? What does it mean to evolve as a person? Like, how do we think about authenticity when like, we're supposed to always be growing and like, how can you be confident in a skill set when you know how much more you need to learn? Like just all these things. And he was like, my therapist, he was like, well, you know, you, you just have to try things. And like, when you hit a boundary, like then you can be like, okay, that was a boundary. And like, you might cross one sometimes and you might make a misstep and like, you just have to be okay about that. And I've just been thinking like, what if I were to just like be so kind of radically upfront about the things that I'm bad at, the things that I'm insecure about Uh and how powerful is that? You know, like to just be like, this isn't a thing. This is a thing I'm learning and to be learning in front of your students. That's, that's really cool. And that's what makes a good teacher is that yeah. you're constantly learning and evolving. Like we're never there. And if you're right. there, you're, you're never going to be happy with like, you're no longer creating. Like, right. so I think that's one thing about photography and pole is like, Oh, so much to learn. And every day I'm a new person. I have yeah. a new body, a new mind frame, a new this and new that. So I can even approach old things and it can be brand new. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I am just so excited to just constantly wake up every day. And what am I going to learn today? What am yeah. I going to do? And just keep going. You're in like a collaboration with your body, yes. like with your evolving. Mm-hmm. I think it's a similar story for a singer, you know, like a lot of singers are like, well, what if I don't have these notes this day? Or like, what if I have allergies? And 
I I'm joking kind of, but I'll say to my students, like, what a beautiful opportunity to practice your sick voice. Cause like, it's going to keep showing up. Like you're going to keep getting sick. And like, you know, I mean, I've actually been thinking with my knee injury, like I'm not a dancer, but I do perform. I mean, I'm not a dancer, but I dance on stage, you know, like, yeah, you gotta have a little bit of movement and rhythm. I I move on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I've felt like my identity kind of get, um, challenged like Mm. with I was on crutches for six weeks for nine weeks and I couldn't walk and I couldn't you know walk into my classroom like with that kind of like poise that I like like to have and I told my physical therapist I was like I've just like lost my swagger like and and I don't know and I but then I feel like I'm trying and it's really a challenge because like I know how to deal with these things with my voice. Like I know how to like, and not that that's not also frustrating of like, like my voice isn't being the voice that it normally is if I'm sick or I haven't had enough sleep or whatever. But this is a whole different type of a challenge. Yeah. But I've been trying in the last like couple of weeks to just feel really present and try to think like, what can I do? And like, just be grateful for the movements that I can do. And right. I don't know. Well, I have adult learners, right? Yeah. And if you think a two-year-old gets upset about like adults, like get really upset because they can voice it, but they, so adults aren't used to being bad at things. No, no. So what I've learned, um, throughout my own experience and I tried to relate to them and tell them about it, I said, we, we have seasons, like our Mm. bodies have seasons in everything we do and it's okay to, end one season and begin another one. Yeah. So maybe your shoulder's injured right now and you need to focus on your dance and your flexibility and more floor work. Mm. Maybe this is going on and so we just need to shift a little bit. This season will come back if you yeah. want it to. Don't worry about it. It'll be here, but let this be a new season for you. you that's know? beautiful advice. Thank yeah, you. yeah, that's lovely. Um, I wanted to ask you too, how has your relationship with like your own like day-to-day presentation like fashion, makeup, like how has that kind of become like art that you carry around with you? Okay. I'm laughing at that because half the time I wear sweatpants because my pole shorts are underneath it. But that's part of it too though, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah. I can walk into a grocery store in my sweatpants after I did something so sexy and so beautiful mm. and still drive with that confidence mm-hmm. because that's what I came out of the studio and that's what I'm wearing. Mm. And I have a shell over the top. But yeah, it is funny because I, I do have like so much clothes and I'm like, I never get to wear normal clothes anymore because I'm always busy doing this and that. Yeah. And <laughs> do you always like good at makeup? I mean, like you're you have artwork on your face right now. OK, yeah. So that goes back to photography. Um, this is actually really funny. I I ran a group ons in a living social back when I was doing boudoir mm. and I happened to accidentally do a gift card at the same time. So people were buying, they were supposed to do one or the other and they did both. So they bought the gift card to do the makeup at the shoot. And I would have lost so much money if Mm. I hired somebody like Mm. a lot. So I went and took makeup classes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of my friends, actually, she was on good things, Utah. and she helps me learn a lot with makeup as well. So resourceful. And so I'm like, 
okay, bravery. Right. We're going to start doing this. I'm the makeup artist now. Yeah. that's. <laughs> so I, I did awesome. like over a hundred applications in like three weeks probably. Damn. And just yeah. got good at like, okay, this is photo shoot makeup. Like I, I wouldn't want to do somebody's wedding, but yeah, I could yeah. definitely do photo shoot makeup. Wow. And I learned how to do my own from, you know, performing and, yeah. and all of that. Cause it's like, you want to, like, I hardly ever do my makeup. Like I, but I do it when I perform yeah. and, or if yeah. I'm going out to like, I'm like, this is feels yeah. special today. And I want to feel yes. special. So I did my makeup today, but yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) It's beautiful. I feel like you, so I love the idea like that our most important art project is like our lives. And I feel like you must feel the same way. Like, I mean, even if it's not like a thought you're having, like, but just art, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you make everything art. I, I want to, and I, I try like, so Please tell me I about love it. Halloween and yes. what a better time to just like make art out of things, right? Yeah. You've got just so many things you, you can do. So I had all these leftover props that were just random and I love Disneyland and Pirates of the Caribbean. So we turn our whole house ah! into like this pirate scene where these pirates are having dinner with each other and this other one's like shooting this other guy while he's busy drinking the rum and yeah, yeah. there's this and that. Oh, I love and it. So it's like I try to find opportunities Projects. to like projects yeah the projects are the art and so yeah. what I have some spare time that I'm not creating like I, I do shows and stuff and put on recitals at the studio and I, I always try to make that magical too within yeah. like a theme and yeah. the decor that goes with it some sort of enchantment that feels like that experience so but yeah it translates it carries over into How everything I do what do you want to like do you have thoughts about like what that means or like what it feels like to be in that kind of a, an ethos in your life. Like, I mean, do you, do you want to like, uh, just like talk about like how cool it is or like what it feels like or, or how hard it is or. I mean, it can be hard, like physically, like it's time consuming and all the crap that I accumulate. I'm always trying not to be a hoarder because I'm like, I can use this for this or this for this. And then you end up having like 10 I different I think if you're a photographer, you get, you get to be a hoarder. I, that's I, part of your job. That's that's what I say, but yeah. I still try to you're, condense. You're and- a prop master and <laughs> yeah. it's, that's your job. I'm like, okay, I haven't touched this box of corsets in four months. Like, do I really need all of them? <laughs> like- <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, know, I don't know. Right? Probably you do. <laughs> uh, or, uh, oh, I had a, like another angle on the question that I thought might be better, but then I forgot. Mm. Oh, like, why do you want to? Why do you want to make everything art? I. What's the motivation? What is my motivation? Like, is it the fact that that's how I prefer to keep myself busy? I, I don't I don't know. It's just this constant need to create something, whether it's something I look at, something I'm involved in, yeah. something other people feel. I, I, really I don't think know. for me, cause I, I think I'm similar. Like I can't help it. Like if I'm working on something, like I'll make it that I'll make it that, you know? Yeah. But I think for me, it's like, I'm chasing a feeling like there's that such, there's such a beautiful feeling That's about creating things. Yeah. And I, I'm a junkie for it. Like yeah. I want, I want it every moment of every day. Yeah. And like, if I'm doing something that doesn't give me that feeling, I'm, I'm asking like, is there a way that this could, could give me that feeling? Like, so as few things in my life feel not that as possible. 
Yeah. Like something like that. No, you're you're totally right. I I think I definitely am looking f- to to feel it as yeah. well as like see it. Like I do want to feel it. And that's probably why I like to be in my own photos and have like some sort of aesthetic where it's yeah. like it's not just you and the camera. Like there's material blowing in the wind and then you can feel it and then your hair is blowing with it yeah. and you feel whimsical. Like yeah. it's a feeling. You're totally right. Tell me this. Do you feel like you try to get that feeling like when you're in non-art spaces, like at the grocery store? Like, do you feel like you're like you're interacting with other people or interacting with like spaces or interacting with like, like, do you think about that? Sometimes. Or like, um, does it happen? I I definitely have a little bit of a bubble when I go out and I'm like on a mission. I just have to go and get this and that. Oh, Um, totally. I do remember when there was that store Taipan and I was in photo mode and I was like, okay, I'm going to create this. Like my idea that time was, um, the caterpillar from, um, the wonderland, right? Oh oh yeah. Um, The hookah guy. So, yep. So I bought this massive hookah and then I was creating this like bohemian tent and this thing to hang down from it. And I want the whole aesthetics to be kind of like just that bohemian feel of it. And I remember grabbing stuff in my cart and this lady looked over at me and she looks up and she goes, you're an artist, aren't you? (laughs) And I was like, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect story. Okay, this is super weird. And if the answer is no, like, it's totally fine. But I'm curious when you come across, so like, as we've talked about, you are a person who like has all this incredible experience, like making, helping women feel empowered, helping women feel beautiful. Do you feel like the way that you interact with like women in the wild is different because of that? Like, do you talk to like women I I, I still feel like I have a little bit of a, a scaredy shell on me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I, I read a lot of like um, books on like self-help and projecting your beautiful energy and trying mm-hmm. to make people's day, charisma, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've if I've just been enlightened by that, then I'm like, flash them a big smile and tell them they're beautiful. Yeah. Like then I, then I will. But then I often like default back to like, my like in the zone yeah. thing. And I don't think I'm ever like cold or not. whatever. This, this seems clear. But, yeah. um, I, I, I do find that I, I get in my element and then when I'm at the studio or I'm doing yeah. a photo shoot that I'm like, okay, this is what we're here to do. And we're going to make you feel beautiful. Yeah. And I want you to do this, but yeah, like out in the wild, like I, I could be better and would love to be. And I mean, I know you're not, yeah, like, but it's not yeah, your responsibility, but, but no, I'm just I, curious I'm, about it. <laughs> well, I think I'm curious about it because I, because of this thing of like, I kind of think ultimately our, each of our mediums is like our lives. Like at some, at some level, your medium is your life. And you know, I, I see you being a person who like cares about your community and like, I'm just curious, like, I just feel like that could be, and it also makes me think like, who are you walking around the store with? You know, like, like, (laughs) like, I don't mean you, I mean like, uh, you know, like someone who walks past you in the store, Uh like they, I mean, they, what's your persona? What, what, what do they, what do they do? What? Just imagining that each person we run across, like Mm -hmm. potentially has like a deep well of like power and insight. Yes. And it just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like a nice reminder to be like curious about people. I think. Absolutely. I, I envy those that are really good at that. Uh, I have a friend who, 
she just loves to make people smile and she's so genuine about it. And so whenever I go around with her, I'm like, I need to be more like her. I need to do that kind of stuff. And it like, we should get out of our comfort zone and uh, do that for other people. I'm one of those people for sure. And my husband is always like, Emily, please don't like, please stop. Like I'm always like, I'm always talking to strangers and he's looking for good opportunities to like, I'm so curious about people. I'm so curious about people. I like cannot help. That's a Tony Robbins thing. Like he just loves people and he's so curious and it's all genuine and just good vibes. (laughs) I love it. And I'm also just like, I'm always trying to think about like, I just, I love stories. I love like trying to imagine like, where did you come from? Like, what's your story? Like, you know, can we have a collaboration in this like ephemeral moment? Like, I mean, like if, you know, all like as if all of life were a dance, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. But that's authentic to you. Like for me, I feel like if I did that, somebody would be like, why are you asking me this? Like, I'm like, okay, it isn't authentic to me. You know what I mean? It definitely does happen to me too. Sometimes I'm like swing and a miss. No, just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I definitely like say something to someone and then I'm like, pardon me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) But but what, yeah, what I'm saying is they, they catch that it wasn't natural for me. So they would know that I hear you. They would feel that they wanted something and that wouldn't be the the truth. Like, you know, I fully like, (laughs) I fully like empower you to be yourself. Like that means not like bothering everybody all the time. Um, and I, I think I probably bother people sometimes. Oh, no, yeah. I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> but I mean, I think I also like thrill people sometimes. So I'm it's like sure. you win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about like what it's like, like how are you creative as like a mom? Um, let's see. My son, he grew up for probably about six years with a pole in his bedroom. <laughs> so he didn't see it as bad at all. He was on it and going upside down with me doing little monkey stuff. And then I moved it to my studio and he didn't get on it until he was like two feet taller. And then he realized it was hard after being taller and not touching Mm -hmm. it forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of funny though. Like I remember him being in kindergarten and drawing a picture of what his mom does at work. And it's me on the pole and his teacher's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> especially back then when it had even more stigma, like yeah. now I think it's fizzled a little bit, but I could also just be like in my own world and I don't really care. What but has it been like, <laughs> like teaching a young man to like, you know, see women differently? Yeah. He, he didn't know Paul was, he had like no bad. stigma. No, yeah. but yeah. I remember him coming home one day, maybe third grade. And he goes, mom, my friend said pole dancing is bad. I'm like, oh, well, their moms have just taught them what they think bad is and yeah. you know what we do and what I do. And yeah. like, you know, that there's nothing wrong with what we're doing well, and it's, it's yeah. unfortunate that their mind frame is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, does do you, is it something like as he's getting older and like kind of, you said he's 18, he's 18. He just yeah. shrugs it off, but he also like, we don't follow each other on social media or anything. Cause he's like, oh, I don't need to see my mom that way, but he's, the sweetest, most loving kid. I'm and curious about how he sees other women, you know, like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Like he's, he's pretty shy himself, mm. but like he's got, he reads a lot and listens to lots of podcasts and cool. just all the things. So he's very articulate and he has his opinions if you ask him and he yeah. works it in and out and he loves it there. And you never know how your kid's going to be. You want them to be like such a good worker. And he yeah. is, I yeah. got really lucky that cool. he's a very good worker and he loves 
um, helping out when he can. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I have no idea where he's going to go and yeah. and all of that. But he's he doesn't like his picture taken, which is funny because photographer, you know, he, like, he doesn't like. He said he doesn't like doesn't his like picture his picture taken. taken. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curious, even just like you know, having like I I love to, so when I interview artists who have artists as parents, I'm really curious about that. Like, what well, what is that like? Like, what is it like to like have a parent teach, like have an artistic parent, like teach you to be an artist. And then I'm also always curious, like talking to artists who are parents, whose children aren't artists, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like I'm curious, like, you know what, like, um, I, I have to imagine that there's something about, you know, just embodying creativity and embodying these kinds of like, art identity things that must affect a child's identity yeah. in so mysterious ways. I, when he was younger, I put him in a bunch of different things cause I just wanted to see like yeah. what tickled his fancy. And so yeah. took him to the little gym and like, he was scared to do everything not that coordinated. Um, I took him to like actual gymnastics. I'm like, well maybe there are better like people here that help yeah. him. But he, no, no, not a thing. We did karate and, yeah. Not a it's thing not either. Movement. Did soccer? Nope, not it's movement. Not movement. Yep, I'm a movement person. Is it something else? Not movement. He is a gamer. Cool. So he just loves that, and yeah. he's good at computers. And sometimes I think it's definitely my, a different direction. Sometimes I think it's something, and who knows? And maybe I'm just projecting because, like, I have parent trauma. You know, like yeah. But I, I often think that the power of the arts. You don't have to be producing art to be part of that conversation yeah I think so much of the time the power of art is like learning to listen learning to see learning mm -hmm. to like ask questions learning to ask questions of others learning to ask questions of yourself yeah. like seeing the world in a different way and I'm, I'm fascinated by the way that those kind of art those like he those head skills yeah like um, get out into the world in like non art ways. Yeah, no. And he's, he's really good at that. And he's actually really good at drawing too. Cool. And I wish like as the artist in me, I'm like, Oh, I wish he would draw more, yeah. but no. And he didn't really want to paint. He didn't really want it. Like, yeah. so it's like, if I had skills to sing, I would, if I had skills to do all these other things. It's like, nope, 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 nope. Check, check. Cause I knew I wanted to be an artist. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's not everyone the one has thing you're that. good at. Yeah. Not and so it's crazy when you do find that like, okay, you actually are good at drawing and you yeah. are good with your hands, but you don't want to do it. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> they don't have that drive. I bet though, like, I mean, I'll, maybe I'll ask you in like 10 years, but, um, I, I bet I have to imagine that growing up with you as a mom, like just it's, it's got to have affected him in some kind of a cool way. Like we'll see. So I am non-structured. Like I, like he never had a bedtime. He put himself to bed. Yeah. He's been that kid where he's very responsible. So in a way that I don't know if he'd be a different person if mm -hmm. I was so like mom zone, mm -hmm. but I'm not, I am, yeah. I'm more of that just fun, whatever. And, yeah. So I'm sure something's affected him. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't have too much trauma, but you never know. Everybody has their own traumas. I'm a pretty kid. firm believer that like, if you just make sure your kids know that you love them, like you're doing something right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, for sure. My, I think my parents did like a lot of things right, but like. Yeah. There's always 
something. And when you're a kid, it's whatever it is, it's traumatic. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think my parents did a lot of things, right? Like on the outside, you know, like Mm, get your kid on the honor roll, you know, whatever. But like, I don't talk to my dad and my mom's dead Mm. and I don't miss her. You know, it's like, like, uh, who's to say? Um, But I do think like, you know, just, well, even just like with this thing we're talking about of like making your life, like being, being artful and present with your life. Um, you know, for a person who doesn't want to be an artist, but who knows that lesson, I mean, I feel like we all have met people who are like doctors who are artists, you know, like, yeah, like the way that yeah. they are in their life is just creative yeah. and the way that they are in their identity and the way that they are in their relationships is like, it doesn't have to be the arts to be. No. Right. To be art. That's true that that feels that's why I think that's why I'm curious about it like what does it mean to have had creativity even in like a very esoteric way like be part of your identity yeah I I definitely the the style of art I do carries over in my life with being very like it is what it is it's easygoing like like we decide when we decide Mm -hmm. like and, and that's how again like when people would show up for photo shoots and they're like I want something creative and I'm like you're in a t-shirt and jeans. Everything in my head is saying senior pictures, which isn't creative, but then it's like, all right, let's figure out how to make this creative, you know, like let's, let's improv it and we'll make some magic. And that's how I run my life too. And he's, he's always just so good with, let's go to Disneyland next week. Okay. You know, (laughs) he's just present. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, were there any other things in like the prompts that you like in the questions that any, anything else you've been thinking about this week that you like want to talk about or just you know, what's your art soapbox? You know, is there, is there anything else you just, you want to chat about? Um, I think we covered everything. Covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. What are you working on now? Like what are the projects that are like lighting you up lately? So we started this thing called, um, after dark at Polar's Cove where it's just performing, showing what we do every single Friday. So usually we have these recitals every four months and there's like themes to it, a lot of preparation. I decorate and everybody's song kind of matches that vibe. But this one is just like, whatever you want, it is Mm. what it is. And Mm. I thrive off of not having any game plan, any idea of what I'm going to do, what I'm going to wear even till the last second and I'm like who do I want to be today what do I want to perform what style and so that's been kind of fun trying to get that up and going and have um my other uh, a few other instructors and students that want to be involved in it and do the exact same thing where they just get excited to like showcase movement in front of somebody and it's it's very thrilling so that's kind of the new project that's amazing I love it like the the, like letting people have that like freedom that like has been valuable for you um have there been any styles or like identities that have been like challenging for you to kind of learn to to let yourself be part of like different aesthetics or anything Um, yeah I mean definitely so Paul's always sensual no matter what, cause you're in skimpy clothes to hang on yeah. and, um, all the body movements, even if you're doing power moves, but the extreme sexy side is, has been a fun challenge. Like where mm. you get on eight inch platforms and mm. you're like trying to do more of like the Russian exotic or just yeah. a, a totally different vibe of like 
when I first learned, like, this is all new stuff the last like four years, wow. all this, like, I'd almost say it has this like gymnastic y slash yeah. hip hop y slash mm-hmm. sensual. Like, there's just this big old combination of stuff that takes yeah. a lot of power. And if you're not flexible, you have to really work on flexibility and mm-hmm. work on, um, more even being stronger because people are more, they can get to it easier. And so that's, that's been a challenge for me kind of getting out of my persona of being this beautiful, dainty, elegant Mm -hmm. dancer to like really throwing down. I'm going to like, yeah, I'm going to try this out and it's going to be fun and I'm not going to be that great at it, but Hey, I'm going for it. Great at it to me. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so many of the things I feel like I've seen in the last like year or, or about a year since I've been following you, they feel like, they feel like rock and roll. Yeah. They feel like metal, you know, like, uh-huh. like it's really cool. I like, I, and I can, and, but then it's like, you're a mermaid. And then it's like, yeah. you know, and I, I can see that like, yeah. Are there different, I, I like the idea that there, that these different aesthetics, like challenge your kind of personality to like yeah, yeah yeah and every day is different it's like do I feel like being sexy today like okay what does that mean does that mean I'm doing my hair my makeup and putting the stilettos on and wearing like something a little bit more scandalous or do I feel like being more like airy and showing all the like the the beautiful soft movement like yeah. that's fun to me too because it's and that's more my vibe with the bare feet and mm. I can create like shapes in the air um and then you've got like just the dancer side where it's a little bit more modern. So I, I totally yeah. tweak it every single day, like however I'm feeling that day do and you what feel songs like, connecting. Yeah. Do you feel like you're like, do you feel like you're looking for, do you feel like you're like plumbing the depths of like your own personality to like find all your colors? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Such a leading question. I, I know though, right? It's, it's fun to tap into something and be like, there's more there. I know there is. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like this, like that thing you said before of like, look, like finding the movements that look pretty on me and thinking like, what, which of these Russian movements feel pretty on me and which right. of these like, you know, punkish movements, like, is yeah. it like that? Like yeah. you're, you're looking at an aesthetic and going like, where am I in this? Yeah. Well, you learn with the body awareness, you learn a lot about, your body type in general. Like for me, I have a long torso, Mm. which makes my arms shorter, which they're not necessarily short arms, but they're short compared to if I have to grab under my leg and around Mm. and through. Like my friend has, um, our shoulder height's the same, but she's got like a two inch reach. So if you think about like any type of boxing or whatever, like the people with the long reaches, like, oh, they're the winners, right? They've got more step there. And so pole is the same way. A lot of times people with longer arms um, or longer legs like there's different challenges to each wow. thing like the longer legs thought about they're that. gonna be a little bit heavier but yeah. their movement looks so much more fluid yeah. so a shorties have to like be really extended and really this and that yeah. and um you have to learn how to like get into things differently and yeah. it's it's very fickle oh fascinating <laughs> I love it I again I feel like there must just be like with all the experiences you've had you must just like I feel like you must understand something about like being a person that like would be hard for her. like it just feels like you you've been in so many 
well, identities. That's, that's what I, I, t- I tell people. It's, it's, it's all mundane, everything, like uh, everything I do. So if I can do it, they can do it. And I love the fact that I wasn't naturally good at yeah. things so I can help people guide them to that's okay. That feels it's, yeah. it's normal for that to feel awful. It's yeah. normal for yeah. that to hurt and it's normal for this and that. And, wow. um, it's okay to be sexy on the pole. It's okay to stay on the floor and just dance, like just yeah. find your groove and you never know. It might be different in a week. It might be different in a year. And like, we're Amen. always changing. And if we're not evolving, what are we doing? If we're not evolving, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, is there anything else you want to say, like advice to younger artists or advice to current artists or anything about like, um, you know, just, yeah, like, any any advice or um or like wisdom about what it's been like to reiterate and be resilient you know what do you think I would say just keep plugging away and don't worry that if something's been done before I I think some that sometimes that can be so hard where you feel like you have to come up with something so Mm. authentic and unique but maybe that it takes you like to be inspired by somebody. It's all these baby steps to find that uniqueness. And, um, what I love about pole and dancing and photography, I guess too, is like, I guess anything, any art is you can teach somebody exactly what you did, but it looks so different on somebody else. They photograph it so differently than you. They model it differently than you. They sing it differently than you. So there's never going to be another you. So, even if you do something that's kind of similar to somebody else because it's been done, like it's so different on you. That's beautiful advice. I love it. That's a perfect, that's a perfect little pin. Okay. I like to ask everybody two questions at the end. The first is on this day, what's your dream collaboration? Is there anyone you'd love to work with or do a project with? You can build a huge team. You can summon someone from the grave. (laughs) Like what's your dream project or your dream collaboration? Oh, Hmm. Good question. <laughs> I like to ask everybody and, um, people, people give me the most incredible it, answers. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because it's like, if I had enough money right now, I would say I'm just so happy. Like, you know, it's, I, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. And if I could grow a little bit more with the studio and just keep helping on a larger yeah. aspect of that, but it'd be, phenomenal amazing to create some sort of big production show with with all the ideas that I have of I don't know who like like I don't I don't know anything about film as movie film and all that goes but to have a team that you're like hey we're gonna get together and we're going to make this magical event. I want it to be this fairy fantasy thing. I want yeah. these lanterns to fall from the ceiling and these like Harry Potter lights to like just flicker out of nowhere. Mm. And then this pole rises up and then we yeah. do our like dance. And then I have these other dancers coming in off these chandeliers and like Ooh, creating just see it. a big old production <laughs> of magic to where the audience felt like they were involved and it was magical. And, uh, and that being said, like going back to being like a super, just a normal human, not superhuman, normal human mundane. (laughs) Like I want 
women to have opportunities to feel this way and perform mm-hmm. and know that they don't have to have this crazy old background to be able to yeah. do like, so having a production and having yeah. them involved in it. And it's like, yeah, I'm in this thing. Like, yeah, I have no background in dance, but yeah. they trusted me enough to like do this movement in it. And it's so exciting. Like, I think that'd be really cool too. You got to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you'll like, you'll, you'll find a way to like make all the pieces of it happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like I think there's, you probably have so many stories to tell. Like I said, I just, I just feel like you must, you have a body of knowledge that like <laughs> deserves you. to be cataloged and probably also like a skill set of like making people feel beautiful. I mean, you just have so much practice with that. Like that's just, um, yeah. I mean, a documentary, something should happen, you know, oh, thank <laughs> like, you. it's <laughs> really cool. And then finally tell everybody where to find your work. Oh, you can find my, I've got two photography websites. Um, one's a little more dancer, uh, and fantasy based and that's summer S O M E R a Honan, A H O N E N.com. The other one is the collaboration of all of my things I've done through the years with like the weddings and products and yada yada and cool. that's the pixelcove.com awesome. and then my studio where I teach classes and private lessons and we have performances recitals that's polars cove www.polarscove.com I need to come take a class when my knee's better heck yeah I would love for that sure. That'd be well, great. summer thank you so much I was Thanks having an emotionally fatigued today and I feel so much better oh you're so coming sweet. to talk with me yeah, you're amazing absolutely. and I'm really like I'm 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 so grateful to have had this conversation with you. I'm blessed to be here and thank you for your time too. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from my album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.